Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Engage to Flourish podcast. This is Damon. I got Brett and Kyle here with me today, back to our normal gang of three. And uh, we're actually going off the dome today because we don't really have a lot of stuff pre-planned. Um, as we were getting ready, we are still continuing our series on Ephesians. And Pastor Barry did an awesome message this past Sunday on Ephesians 3, starting in verse 14 through 21. And as we were talking about it before, we all said we didn't really have anything much to say. So uh, I think Pastor Barry said a lot. So basically you're saying this is a behind-the-scenes look into how we process things. (laughs) (laughs) It could be good or it could be bad. I don't know. Well, before we started, Brett said, you know, sometimes on those ones where we don't have a lot pre-planned, he ends up just rambling. So this one could end up being a long one. We don't know yet, but we'll see. I'm going to do my best to not ramble, so we'll (laughs) see how that goes. All right, so one of the things that we all agreed upon that kind of stood out was that Pastor Barry, in his sermon, kind of laid out uh, the whole book of Ephesians into three parts, right? And so the beginning part was about identity, the... Ending part was about impact, and this section that we're reading right now in chapter 3, verses 14 through 21, that's kind of like the connector between the identity and the impact, and and a lot of it is about intimacy. And so the way that he described it is that uh, it's kind of broken up into the three parts, are which are um, know it, live, experience it, live it, right? That's right, Kyle. Yeah, correct. Okay, so know it experience it and live it and how that's so important for our spiritual growth and our spiritual life that it's, it kind of works out in that process, right? First we have to know it, then we get to experience it and then we get to live it. So Kyle was the one that kind of brought that up. So I wanted to throw him under the bus oh, and sweet. have him start talking go. about it. <clears throat> for, for me, because I'm actually speaking in a couple of weeks, so I'm doing the first part of chapter four. And I, I noticed when I was prepping you know, I wanted to look at the before and after, like look at it in context. And it's interesting in the first part of of one, two, three, it is a lot about who we are in Christ. It's a lot of like um, information and truths. Yeah, you guys are probably all sick of hearing us say in Christ, <laughs> in Christ, in Christ, because we've been saying it so much for the first three chapters. But then uh, this last part of three, it's it actually the heading in a lot of Bibles. It's like a, a prayer for the Ephesians. And I'm like, mm. oh, that's interesting that he stops like mid kind of midstream and, and turns it into a prayer. And then like when I, when I'm going to, the part I'm going to preach on is uh unity in the body. And it's, and then he says like, therefore, right. So it's, so then he transitions out of that prayer mode, but I thought it was interesting. He went to a lot of like head knowledge, but then he really wants to bring in like that intimacy part. And it's like this deep prayer. And it's, um, I thought it was verse Seventeen, seventeen, eighteen, kind of. Um, well, he's talking about like, praying that the Spirit would uh, would be in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have the power, together with all the saints, to grasp. And then it's the four dimensions: how wide, long, high, and deep is the love of Christ. But I thought it was interesting because. He's talking about that they may have power to grasp it. It's like it's it's it, to me it was really interesting that we need supernatural 
power to be able to grasp God's love. It's, it's not just it's not just something that we can know and just happens because that's more of like the human understanding of love, and it's like it's a different level. But to get to God's love, uh, understanding God's love, it's it has to have a special power to enable us to understand it. And even then, I think it's it's obviously beyond us. But that helps us to get that initial grasp of, oh, like that's what God's love is like. So pretty much Paul is like giving us like nuggets and, and good things. And in the middle, he's like, okay, I'm giving them a lot. So I'm just going to pray because God, I hope they get it. Or else <laughs> this is a waste of my time telling them all this. Stuff. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> it's like, dear God, please let them understand this. Cause <laughs> But I think it's cool because I think it's it, it highlights that importance of that um, those truths being rooted before you can live it out. Because mm-hmm. then he's going to shift to like, now this is like what you need to do because of what the stuff I just shared. This, these are the types of things that you need to either shift or change or your approach needs to be um, kind of looked at. But without that middle part of the experiential, the, mm-hmm. the deeper the deeper understanding because it's like the head and heart thing, right? Like you can, Oh, I, I heard what he said in the chapters one, two and the first part of three. I, I, I get it. But then if you don't have that connection to like, Oh, that's the, the depth of it. When you're called to live it out, it's not going to, it's not going to come from the same place, but then it's also not going to have the same like depth or impact. Yeah. I think as you're talking, it reminds me of like the old wine and old wineskins and new wine and new wineskins. And it's like, we need to be able to experience that new identity and who we are so that we're living out of that because we might be doing some of the same stuff that we were doing before, but if it, is it coming from a place of striving or is it coming from a place of overflow? Mm. Right. And the Lord wants us to be coming from a place of overflow where our identity is coming out of who we are and that's reflected in our actions. Versus the other way around where it's just like, okay, I'm striving to show people who I am by doing these different things, right? And I think that's kind of the direction that he's trying to take us in is that first we got to know what our identity is, then we have to experience it. And as we experience it more, the Lord is going to transform us on the inside. And through that, it's going to be lived out in our actions. So I think it's really a cool process that Paul lays out in this, the um, you know, the book of Ephesians for us because it's actually really practical. Yeah, I really like how <clears throat> Pastor Barry broke it down that way for all of us to see and um, how it highlights certain things. And I think a big part of it is like when God's involved in it, because you were talking about like the human aspect of just knowing something or experiencing something, or even if you're doing something and you're striving, like God takes it to another level where when you know something, it's like the difference between knowing something and knowing something, mm-hmm. right? Or, or like when you experience it, you can't help but like now live it or see it in your life. Like it's this, it's these things that God compels or it's, it, it's he, he works in us to the point where it, it's almost like it can't help but flow to the next one. Or when you know something and you have like revelation or you just, you know, know it in your heart of hearts, then when you go through an experience or you experience it, it affirms what you know. And then through that experience, it's going to be life changing in the sense that now you want to live it out. Mm -hmm. And I think 
that that dynamic between all three is is so important because even though it it flows that way all of i i think part of part of um the way i looked at it was like oh if it's an ideal situation this is how it flows mm. right like okay i know something and then i i experience it and then now i'm living it out mm. and i think that's great and there's a lot of things that play out that way but and maybe because I'm a pessimist or a realist or whatever you want to call it, I always like to think, well, what if you don't experience it or like or get to live it in the way that you think you're going to, right? So then it really tests, do you actually know it, right? If you, if you know something and then it doesn't play out the way that you thought you it would, then I feel like it tests if you actually know it and believe it, right? Because you can also... I mean, this might be a tangent, but you could also experience it in a way that is almost like indirectly affirming what you know. Does that make sense? I'm trying to track with you. Like, <laughs> let me, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, I, I was tracking until that last statement. I'm trying to see, like, like say, can you restate that part? So, okay. So like, you can know that God is good. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then circumstantially, if something bad happens around you, does that directly affirm, does that directly affirm to you that God is good? Mm. But if you really know it, like if you really know it, know it, right? That experience or that circumstance won't sway what you know. But it's like, if you go through that experience, continuing to pursue God's goodness and know that he's good, it'll almost like, it'll almost like reaffirm your initial knowing that God is good, even though that that experience wasn't like quote unquote good. That's what, that's what I kind of mean. Yeah, no, I, I'm tracking with you. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Um, if that's what he was really talking about necessarily. I'm not sure. Um, Oh, go ahead, Damon. You know, one, uh, one thing that uh, when I was playing basketball in high school, one thing that my coach always used to tell us is that adversity reveals who you really are mm -hmm. or what you really believe, mm -hmm. right? So I think in the kind of similar way that what you're talking about is like, you know, sometimes it's when things don't go the way that we expect them, that's when we really find out mm. what do we really believe or who who do I really think that God is mm -hmm. or who do I really know these other people to be when we're going through a difficult time, like, are they going to just abandon me during this difficult time? Or are they really going to cling to me during this difficult time? Right. And so I think sometimes that's when we really get a chance to experience it is when things don't go the way that mm -hmm. we want them to go, because that's when we, re it's really revealed what our true identity and character is. Definitely. You explained it way better in <laughs> a third of the time. <laughs> you know, yeah. cause, well, cause as a team, like, our, our coach would always tell us like when things are going good, when we're playing well, right? Like everything could seem like it's going okay, but what happens when things don't go the way we want? Are we going to turn on each other? Are we going to start arguing with each other? Or are we going to just keep playing together, playing the right way? Are we going to become selfish or like that? It's that adversity that really reveals where we are. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think 
sometimes we need to look at our spiritual journey like that too. Sometimes the Lord allows us, not that he brings it upon us, yeah. but sometimes he allows things to go, um, you know, not the way that we would want them to go, but he's trying to reveal something to us about, you know, like you said, do you really understand? Do you really know this? Or is it still just like a head thing? Is it still something that you kind of think about, but you don't really know and you don't really experience? I think I bring that up because I think I used to look for the experience like like a certain way. And so then when I didn't see it, it was like, how come it's not lining up with what I know? Mm. And then you start to question or like, I think that's easily where doubt comes in or it's, it starts to make you question what you really believe when it's like, well, I thought it would play out like this or my experience would be this. I see these people sharing about how, you know, I was praying for this and then in the last moments this happened or I was praying for this and then there was this blessing through all of this. So now I, I, you know, I financially can just give to everybody. And you're like, well, I don't experience that. How come it's not happening for me or the way that you think it's supposed to happen or the way you see it play out for other people. But when you're able to cling to what, what you know and what you really believe, then those experiences, even though they're not always ideal, or like you said, there's not from God, but God allows it to happen. Then even in a midst of a storm, a, a, a hard thing, like you're still able to um, like experience what you, you hoped for is just in a different way. Yeah. I think there's like different dimensions of the knowing, right? There's the knowing mm -hmm. and then, like in that situation, then I think you would, if you get confronted with something that kind of challenges what you thought you knew or you understood, it's it's a, ch a chance to either, okay, what I thought I knew is wrong, mm. or it's like, oh, I, I need to sharpen it because I wasn't seeing the full picture of it. You know, mm. it gives you that, that chance to go more to like a negative and like discard it or go to like, oh, what was I missing and how how um, do I, I see it better now? Mm. So when you were when you were sharing earlier, like like Pastor Barry could have said like it's know it, and then it's know it, yeah, and then it's live it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's like capital yeah. K N O W, because I think there's like two dimensions to know, mm -hmm. and I, I think when I the first time that really hit me in the Bible was with um, when it talks about Mary being a virgin, and like in some translations it says she had not been with a man, but some it said that she did not know a man. So it's like, okay, it's not no, like she didn't know who any men were, right? Mm. It's, but that no is like a, there's an intimacy level of mm. it. So it's like a, a second dimension. So it's like a, there's a knowing that's like factual, but then there's like the no, uh, to know something experiential. Mm. And so when I heard that in the Bible, I was like, oh, I had never heard that before. And it's, I didn't know that that, that word in, in Greek or Hebrew, whatever it was, had that type of dimension. But I think it opened my my thinking too to like, Oh, there's like this other dimension of experiential, which I didn't. I'm more analytical, so I I kind of shied away and actually <laughs> talked down on experiential <laughs> stuff. I'm like, experiential is too <laughs> emotion led. It's too, <laughs> but I so I thought it was all about just the factual and the the, the knowledge part. Mm. But then I've over the last couple, you know, fifteen years or whatever at being at Catalyst. Um, it's been like, oh no, but there's that a different dimension, and that's the experience part. And they, but they have to go together because mm -hmm. if you just have the experience, but in your example, if your knowing was false anyways, 
then yeah, your experience might not match. But then if you just try to make it match, then you're going to have even more of a false thing mm -hmm. versus if you're trying to go like, oh, no, what's the truth? And how does that affect my experience? It's funny that you say it like that because so, well, one in the verses that were, we read, he says, um, sorry, to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, right? So he's in that sense. He's saying there are different dimensions mm -hmm. to that knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, can you know the thing that is unknowable? Well, that's what he's trying to point at, right? So there's different dimensions to it. But then also, um, you know, when I was going to seminary, they did talk about like different types of knowledge, right? Like there's like a head knowledge, there's an experiential knowledge. There's also like a tactile, like hand knowledge, mm -hmm. like muscle memory type knowledge, mm -hmm. right? So even if we were to take it that far, it could be like, he could have put no, 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 right? Like the living it out is a, a type of knowledge oh, in itself yeah. mm. because Ooh. as as we're doing these things, it becomes the new normal, right? As we're living it out, it becomes the new normal for us. And that's a, a type of knowledge that we didn't have before until we actually started doing it, right? So there's like the the no at the beginning, which is the the intellectual. Then there's the experiential knowledge, but then there's like the living it out knowledge that you didn't have that before you actually started to do it. I, yeah, I don't mean to be a downer and always bring up the, the <laughs> pessimistic side, but I think my heart in bringing that up is because yeah. I do feel like for young people, that's the, one of the biggest blocks yeah. from them being able to have a close relationship with Jesus yeah. because that creates that divide or the unwillingness to live it out and to take that next step. And so, yeah, I, I just want to say I bring it up not just to be a downer, but because I, I know a lot of young people where like you just can't comprehend some of the things that you factually know. And then when you see life, mm. it doesn't play out that way. And, it, and it's hard because I'm sure as, as parents, you guys are like, you know, you see your kids that way. Like there's certain things you're trying to teach them and they just can't get it yet. But you know, you know, it has, life just plays out a certain way whether you like it or not, you know, the, the earth is going to keep spinning. And so it's like, how do we help people get past that roadblock? Mm -hmm. Because I think it would, it would be a game changer. That's what I was just going to ask you. It's like, you're going to ask me, well, I was going <laughs> to ask both of you guys, like what, like, so, okay, so say that adversity comes and things aren't playing out the way that you expected them to come. And then you recognize that like, oh, I don't, I, there's something that's being revealed that I don't believe it the way I thought I really believed it, right? Like you're in that place where it's like, okay, I know that God is loving, but I don't feel loved right now in this mm -hmm. scenario. There's, there's a disconnect there, right? Because it's like in my head, I think God is loving, but I'm not experiencing it. So when I recognize that and I'm in that place, how do I get out? Mm. What do you guys think? I mean, so the the initial thing that came to my mind is, are they getting into places just because of, um, well, it, I don't know if I wanted to say faulty knowledge, but it, some of it could be, or just lack of depth of knowledge and some of it just comes with maturity and going through those types of things and living them out but I, I like even this one it talks about like the 
the, there's four dimensions of God's love, how high and deep and wide and, and long, right? It's, it's, it's incomprehensible, yet we think we know what love is. Mm. And so then we're like, well, that's not loving. Like, that's not, that's, why, why would God do that? That's not loving. It's like, well, but there's an aspect of love that's just. There's an aspect of love that's, um, like, what other? I mean, there's some other ones that, are, that aren't, that we, we, we go with the more warm, fuzzy ones. Mm. But there's, there's, I mean, God's holy, so part of his love has holiness to it. So then there's these other things that are more like, ooh, those could come out a lot different than the way I usually see love. And so I think sometimes it's just that, sometimes people have too narrow of a view of what the outcome's supposed to be. Mm. And maybe it's just because the way society portrays it and it's, no, that's, that's the good life. So that's, if that's the good life, then that's what God should be having me go through mm. where it's like, and sometimes that, it, it, sometimes it does align. And so I think that's the hard part is it does align for certain cir- circumstances and certain people. Mm-hmm. And we don't know why it, it doesn't do it for, it doesn't align that way for us. But uh, I don't, I think for me that the, the, there is no silver bullet. There's no magic thing to get through. It's God has you and is allowing certain things to be in your life. And it's going to, it's going to impact you in a different way than it would somebody else. And you have to trust that it's going to have fruit later, even, even through the pain and the difficulty. That's good. I, I I would like to add that I I think sometimes, so say your example, Damon, of like, I don't feel like loved, even though I know God is love. I think, and, and, and it might be hard to, but one way is to rest on, like rest on the other things that you know. So it's like, okay, I don't feel loved right now, but I can rest in like God's hope or, just other things that, that you know, and through that experience, like it may help you persevere or whatever it is until, I don't want to say until, until your like expected experience takes place. But I think through the perseverance, I've, I've personally experienced a lot of like, that's where the reshaping of, of what I know happens is because I'm staying in it and not giving up, you know, wrestling with it, challenging it. And then an experience will come along that I don't want to say just affirms what I know, but it's like, oh, that's what it is. Or that's, I was looking at it like expecting it this way, Mm -hmm. but like this is how I actually experience God's love. Mm -hmm. Or just being open in that way allows a situation that God is trying to show me like, no, I do love you. I'm doing this. But if I'm so focused on, no, it needs to look like this. It needs to look like this. I could be missing out on on the experience that God actually wants me to have. And so resting in the other things that I do know, like hope, okay, I don't feel loved right now, but I trust that in God's hope that like it's going to come or I'm going to be able to experience or he's going to meet me in that place. And trying to like press into those other things, I think has has been helpful to me personally. It doesn't make it easier, especially when it's something like I don't feel loved. That's like hard to deal with but um i think you know the full you know widespread um attributes of god is it's like therefore reason too that in every season there's different things that are it's going to speak to you or connect to you or you need to cling on in this season 
and through it i think we're, we we can experience like more of the fullness that he has too i think for me one of the ways that the lord has shown me what we're talking about is like this un, unknowable love is that he's big enough to hear my the deepest longings of my heart mm. even when i'm like upset with him mm. right so it's like oh i don't feel loved right now and that's okay <laughs> Mm. Right. And, and he, he can handle that. Right. And so I can come to him with my concerns, my complaints, how, just how I really feel right now. And he loves me anyway. Mm. Right. And so that has helped me to actually experience a deeper form of that because in other settings or other relationships, you get to that place and it's like, I don't want to hear that. And it actually creates distance. Right. But in this sense, it was actually creating intimacy with the Lord mm. because I was able to be honest and open with him. And that actually made me feel more loved because it's like, wow, I can be real and I can be raw with him. And he's okay with that. And so that, that was something that helped me. Uh, another thing is like community. Are we, I think mm. in those times that we are um, going through th- difficult times or struggles or adversity, things aren't going the way that we want. The enemy will try to get us to be isolated and alone, right? And so those are the times when we can experience the the love of the Lord through other people. Mm-hmm. So instead of allowing myself to isolate, but rather to find a few close people to share things with, that's a that's really helped to understand that as well. And then something that always comes to mind is is something that Trish says a lot is, you know, if the grass is greener over there, maybe it's time to water your own grass. Right. And so I think that perspective has really helped me to say, like, if there's something that's not going right in my life and I see something better over there, well, maybe maybe instead of just hoping and desiring what what they have over there, maybe there's something that I need to do to to whether it's seek the Lord, whether it's to wrestle with him on a certain subject that things aren't going the way that I want them to go. But maybe he wants them to go a different way. And so maybe there are certain areas that I need to actually be more introspective and take a look at myself and say, am, do I have the right perspective on things or am I coming at it from, you know, the wrong, the wrong place. Mm-hmm. So I think in the times where it's been difficult for me, those have been things that have helped a lot. Yeah, no, I think when you, when you shared the community thing, I think that's a huge, a huge aspect, Brett, especially for when you were framing the question for younger people, mm-hmm. I think, um, society is pushing towards more individualism and isolation. And so it's, it's hard because it's, it takes vulnerability. It takes effort um, on both sides, the the person that can be the community and the person that's reaching out or the group that can be the community. Um, But I think that's, yeah, that's a, that's a big, that's a big key. Um, I've, just this last week or so I've been reading through like an old journal that I had of kind of key experiences um, since Catalyst started and looking at some of those. Yeah. The, I was in community, but I was, I was per, actually, it was interesting because I was more pursuing experiential stuff. Cause I, like I said, I had grown up more sh- uh, kind of shunning it, but then I started realizing, wow, I, to know God more and to understand him more, I need to experience more of him. Mm. And so it just, it does take effort and it takes just desire. So it's like that pursuit. I think I was sharing with somebody today that 
God pursues us, right? And he wants us to turn to him and accept him. But once we once we accept Christ in our lives, it's like he says, follow me. So then we're the ones pursuing. We're the ones following. It's not him keep coming to us and like, come on, come on. I mean, he does still. I mean, he does that, but it's, it's but in, in, for the most part, it's shifted. And it's like, I think when we, when we stop, he's like, okay, 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 come on, come on, let's go. But he, he's supposed to be the one walking and we're supposed to be following. And, um, I think one of my biggest encouragements would be for people to pursue. Mm. Yeah. Is there, um, an example that you guys would be able to think of for yourself that has kind of gone through that, um, those three categories, like something that you knew and you experienced it and now it's something that you feel like you live out well, or, um, cause I, I, I think it would be good for people to kind of yeah. be able to see what that looks like. Cause again, conceptually we can know it like, okay, that makes sense. But like, what does that actually look like in terms of, you know, what God wants for us or how he's created us or the things he's calling us to? Sorry to put you guys on the spot with a question, but. I'm trying to think. um, I, I, yeah, I I think it's hard for me to pinpoint it to a thing for me especially like i said reading through my journal it was it's just a journey like i i think i overstayed in the area of know it but then once i started trying to experience the experience and then the living it just they just happened they happened mm. from each other but then you just don't live and then you're done it's like a, it just you keep doing it. But I think then all three of them just become a circular thing mm. because then you're knowing there's new knowing, but then there's new knowing of what you thought you already knew. Right. It's like, <laughs> Oh, I thought I knew that, but Oh, there's a, there's another level to that because of what I've just experienced and what I just lived out. Mm. And then you go through it again, like, Oh, well then that leads to this other experience. And then that leads to, Oh, well that, I, okay, so f- I think one for me is maybe trust. Mm. Like I thought I trust the Lord, and I'm going to share this on Catalyst Stories, like in more of my testimony. So I'm not going to go into detail, but I th- I thought I trusted Him because I I knew that I was supposed to trust Him and that He is trustworthy. Mm-hmm. So I knew that, but then I had to go through an experience where it was like, oh, I got I got basically called out by the Lord. Like, do you trust me? And and in the moment, I was like. I can't, I can't say that I do. And oh, I, it, and it hurt like it, but the hurt was more like I knew I, what I wanted to answer, mm. but it wasn't guilt or shame from him. He's like, no, I, I know, but I'm just, I'm, I think you think you know what, where you're at, <laughs> but you're not. And so I'm, I'm checking you. And then it was like, oh, but he gave me, a, he gave me another chance and, and it, I took advantage of it, mm. but then I had to live it out. Okay. Mm. So what does that look like? What does trust look like? And so, you know, I'll share more. So it's a little teaser for the Catalyst story. Okay, I like how you did that <laughs> off the dome. But yeah, I know. It's like something just came. But I was, but I, but I think I thought I knew God was trustworthy. I thought I trust him, but it wasn't until I stepped into it and actually experienced what trust looked like, then I could live it out. And then that played out into like, oh, if I trust him in that, then that could 
play into these other areas. Mm. And then, but then that came back to like, oh, well then if I trust him, does that mean, oh, that knowing of this fact or this attribute or something is different if I really um, take what I just experienced and I apply that? It's like, oh, well that's different than too. I thought I knew that. So. Mm. It's like a refining process too. Oh, as it continues to go through, it, it sure. just continues to refine sure. it and refine it. Okay, so for me, as Kyle was talking, that helped to give some time. I know, to I know, I totally <laughs> gave you time, dude. You owe me. <laughs> okay, so I, I remember there was a, a season that I was going through that it was, I don't even know if it was actually going through something difficult, but I think I just wasn't in a good place personally. And so, you know, as is my norm, I would go running. And then I remember one day I was just asking the Lord, I was like, God, like, what is going on? Why am I, why do I feel like I'm not in a good place? What, why do I feel like it's hard for me to trust right now? Why do I feel like it's like my mind is going in all these crazy places and it's, I, I feel like I'm, you know, don't have a lot of hope right now. What, what's going on? And i I remember him as I, I, it was pretty clear. He said, do you believe I'm good? And I said, yes, I believe you're good. You know, I grew up singing the song, you know, and, <laughs> you know, God is so good. Or, you know, when they would say, like, repeat after me, like, God is good all the time, right? Like, we do all the all those things, right? So, like, intellectually, I knew that God is good. And then he, he said, but you don't believe it 100%. You think I'm, like, 99.999% good. And you need to believe that I'm like, I'm just, that's who I am. I'm good. And I was like, like, whoa, like I thought I believed that you were good. And he was like, this is where I'm, you know, the season that you're in, it's revealing what you really believe about me. And I said, oh, well, God, like I might not believe it now, but I'm going to declare it like you are, you're good. And I'm going to kind of like, in my way, I was like thinking, I'm going to speak this into myself, mm. like declare it over myself. And then I feel like that actually made a big change for me to mm. actually step into that. Say like, oh, I recognize where I'm at now and I recognize where God wants me to be. And I'm going to take those steps to, to move in that direction. And so I feel like that made a big shift for me mm. where it's like, okay, I don't think, I don't think I doubt God's goodness now, but sometimes I doubt people's. <laughs> <laughs> To me, like when I hear you say that, it sounded like in your head you knew 100%, but in your like spirit or, you know, like the experience part or whatever, there was doubt or there was like, like things didn't line up. So maybe it was even lower than that, like 50% or 70% or something like that. But it was something that you knew what you were, you knew the correct answer, right? But then it was like there was something else holding back. Yeah, I knew the Sunday school answer, right? but there was a disconnect somewhere. Yeah. Between, um, you know, the experience and the head. Yeah. Right. And so, um, what I felt like in that time, he was revealing, like, I want to repair that and I want to make that connection for you so that you can live out of that mm. as opposed to living out of what you right now is like the 99.999, which is fine it's, and that's good, mm. but that's not the fullness of what he had for me. Mm. And so, I felt like he was saying, like, I want you to experience the fullness and I want you to live out of the fullness and not just the partial, which you've been living out of, which is, you know, there's probably a lot of people out there that think that God is bad or something. And so it's it's a good place, but it's not 
the place that he wanted for me. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for sharing. I, I think it's interesting that in both stories, it's or examples, the experience kind of comes with this testing of what you know almost, mm-hmm. where it's like not testing if you're going to pass or fail, mm-hmm. but it's like really confronting what you think you know or or what you know and then because of God's goodness and his faithfulness it's like taking that to the place so that when you look back you can say like oh no I really do know Mm -hmm. because I I think yeah a lot of experiences like even for myself it it comes whether it's at adversity or a place of testing Mm. because like I mean if you even think about like for school Right, you could do your homework. You they do lessons. You can know it, but like, how does the teacher, quote unquote, figure out if you actually know it and understand it? You had to like take a test, mm-hmm. right? And so it's not necessarily that God thinks we have the wrong answers or anything, but it's like He wants us to know it on a, a different level mm-hmm. than we just say like, oh yeah, I, I know that, and so. I think it's encouraging to hear because I know for myself and and I speak on behalf of other people, like, you know, you guys being on staff and having a role and being on stage, like people look up to you guys with high regard. And so to hear how that plays out for you, I think um, can speak to people that's like, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to get there or how it's supposed to play out for me. But to see that it's like, no, I thought I trusted God, and then he asked me, and I'm like, I want to say I trust you, but, you know, there's that hesitation <laughs> yeah, or just right. the fear or doubt, and I think people need to hear that because a lot of these things, like you said, don't happen overnight, right? Like looking through your journal, it's been a journey, and you continue to get refined, and so I hope that it's encouraging to people that, like, it is a process, and it, you're not done once you just get to live it because you have to continue and continue, and God continues to call you. Um, and so, yeah, no, I, I think what you guys shared was awesome. And, and I know it, it's helped me because sometimes I'm like, I don't know how I'm supposed to deal or work through certain things, but it's helpful to hear from, from you guys. You know, I think there's also uh, something else too is our church has a lot of things to offer in terms of ministry wise that can help people that are experiencing blocks, mm. right? So we have things like PMT, Deliverance, IPM. I mean, this past Sunday, we had the youth doing pre- uh, ministry time after service. And, and ministry time is something that's pretty regular at our church. And even people just getting up and feeling prompted by the Lord to go pray for other people. You know, I I feel like that is something that we shouldn't take for granted. That, mm. you know, if you are experiencing a block, if some of the parts of our journeys uh, resonated with you and it seems like there's adversity or different things, you know, and it's revealing stuff inside of you that it it doesn't feel like that's how the Lord wants it to be in your life. And there's a disconnect there. Take advantage of some of the different prayer ministries that we have because they can help to make, uh, you know, reconnect some of the dots or um, bridge the gaps or bring healing to areas that need healing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think in each one of us, we've all experienced that in some of the different ministry opportunities that we have. I, I know for me, like IPM, I, I will say that that was life-changing for me. Um, 
going through that process and having the intentionality of reshaping the some of the frameworks that I have, but then also getting the ministry that went along with it. Yeah, it was life changing. So I, you know, I don't want to just say like, okay, everything was like on my own power. There was a lot of, you know, other people journeying with me in this process, and then also taking steps into things like taking advantage of some of the prayer ministries that we have available. Those were all big parts of it too. Yeah, <clears throat> IPM stands for Intensive Prayer Ministry. For those that don't know, but it's it I, it sounds intense, but it's uh, honestly like I laughed like, so much and it was so fun because Catherine and her team make it really fun. It's like TPM, but, Thorough Prayer Ministry. Yeah. It's just <laughs> it, it, they want to cover every all the bases. I went through it too, and it was. A different version of the new. I, I didn't. I went through. Kyle just, went through the real intense one. Yeah. That was a whole year and stuff. No, mine you did that. Mine no, was. I mine was three three sessions. Oh, okay. No, I didn't do the full year one. Oh, okay. so there are some people at our church that did the full year commitment one, but yeah. by the time I got there, it was it was modulated, so yeah. it was a lot smaller. <laughs> but I, I think it it highlights that like two words I think that were were highlighted earlier is community. It's like you're describing. It's with like partnering with, with other people and reaching out to other people. And then it's that pursuit thing. Like you, you pursued that. Mm-hmm. I pursued that. I went through IPM. I pursued healing and prayer ministry. I, I pursued different things too. It, that this, you know, getting, getting to these deeper understandings, deeper places with the Lord just doesn't happen. It doesn't mean that it's going to happen the same, same way it did for me as it does for you, Brett, or mm-hmm. for Damon, but it's like the Lord has us on a journey. And I think in I've I've been guilty of this in the past. I just want it I want the quick fix. Mm-hmm. I want it to happen now. But I'm getting older and wiser and I'm realizing <laughs> that you know, stuff probably my, my parents said, probably your parents, Brett. Like oh, for sure. building character. You I, guys already know. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it, it's it's the beauty is in the journey, not the destination. Mm-hmm. And it's like yeah, but I just want to get there. I don't care. But it's like now I'm realizing, especially even seeing with my kids too, it's it's the journey part. The journeys aren't always fun, but it's really, you see where that's taking them and the shape that it's, yeah. So for my kids, but just for myself, like seeing the the journey part has been like, oh yeah, it's it's better than what I, what I could have done on my own. That's all I got. <laughs> I mean, I think that's why it's cool uh, you know, when we read the Bible and we see Jesus, what is he asking his disciples to do? He's he's saying, follow me, right? And it's in the following him that their lives are transformed, right? Mm. It's not just like, hey, believe the right things and then you get to go to heaven, right? It's, hey, come follow me, right? And it's and nowadays we get the, the privilege of having things like the chosen or different things that we can actually see some of those, what some of those interactions might have looked like or experience it too and see, oh, they are tra- being transformed in the process of following him and, and dra- journeying with him. Okay, so there won't be a spoiler alert needed, but I'm through um, what is it, episode six of season four now because I went to the theater twice because my wife dragged me there. No, just kidding. It was <laughs> I actually wanted to go. No, it was really good, but it's that theme of seeing Jesus interact with the disciples and they don't get it. And even some of his frustrations, his like, I'm like, I love how they're, they're bringing that out. Cause I can imagine like, man, these guys are like knuckleheads. Like <laughs> don't they get it, man. They've been around this guy for three years. And, but it's, it's, I love that he, he knows like it's a struggle yet that just deepens his desire for us too. So I think that's, I love how they're portraying that kind of stuff. 
And I think it's cool because, you know, even when they don't get it, it's not like, you don't get it. Get out of here. Get away from me. Right. It's like, wait till season four. <laughs> all right. Okay. There's for, a, like, whoa, I, I didn't see that one coming. So yeah, there's. Okay. Spoiler alert. <laughs> that, was, that wasn't spoiler. I didn't tell what happened. I'm like, they, there's a shift. So it's, yeah, it's good. All right. Well, so, but I mean, I think for, for myself, it's like, okay, it, it gives me space to have questions or yeah, it gives sure. me space to not feel like I have to have everything right for me to be able to follow him. Yep, absolutely. But it, it, it gives me the grace to say where I'm at, I can follow the Lord today. And so I think for a lot of us, that that's all he's asking is, can you follow me today? I I think just one last thing of encouragement from my, my perspective is just from this service, we had you know, the youth share about their little weekend retreat that they did. And then they did ministry time. And I thought just the sharing with the ministry time, it, it just really embodied this know it, um, experience, experience it. it. Sorry, I was going to say that yeah, know it, know it, and then live it. But, uh, you know it, know it, know it. Yeah. Well, come <laughs> on. That's, that's your thing. That's not my thing. <laughs> but that, yeah, they, there's things they've been taught. They're growing up in the knowledge of, of, of God and who he is, but then they're, ex- they're going out doing things. They're experiencing it and then they're living it. Like they, they became prayer ministers this last Sunday. And it's like, I love seeing that in that uh, age group. And sometimes adults, we get stifled and we don't even like get into those same places. So I thought it was a real encouragement to see them do that. And I think, I hope the adults were encouraged. I know the ones that went up to get prayer. I heard, I talked to several of them. They were just like, Oh, this is so good. So yeah. I know it's something we haven't talked about in a long time, but I think that's kind of a, a first fruit picture of, you know, our ceiling being their floor. Like this, this is what a lot of our young people are growing up in as normal. Yeah. Right. And that was not normal for me growing up, yeah. but for my kids, that's what is becoming normal for them. So that's, and that's just the the beginning. And so it's cool to see that some of those types of things are coming to and happening at our church, and it's exciting for what what's in store for the future. I was one of the ones that went up for prayer, and it, it was it was really good and cool to ex- experience and just um, hear from them. And yeah, it, it's encouraging and and sharpening to me. And just like okay, like I I could do it too. I could go out there. I could, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I got to live it too. And so yeah. uh, I was really blessed and. Yeah, I, I really uh, enjoyed and uh, service uh, really spoke to me. So all thumbs up for me over here. You want to throw a shout out to who prayed for you? I don't Sean and Brandon. There you go, Sean and Brandon. Way to go. Shout out to them for, for praying for us. And um, yeah, just for their sharing. Their, it's, it's refreshing to hear just how honest and just the way that they share. It's just the way that they share, right? There's no trying to make it seem a certain way. It's just, you know, they're like, bro. I was like, <laughs> he told me, bro, like, oh my gosh. Are you serious right now? It's like, it's just, it is yeah. what it is, right? And I yeah. think that's cool to see how, yeah, God's working in them. And yeah. yeah. All right. Okay, uh, well, <laughs> I was just t- uh, toying with Damon. He's like looking at me. I'm like, no, nah, I got anything. So he was, he was going to wrap up. So then I just felt like I had to cut him off just because... <laughs> I did that last time, and he let he let me know about it. I'm just kidding. I didn't say anything. I'm, hey, I'm I'm doing the reverse Trish to you I since know. you always do this stuff to Trish. Now I know Trish. I got your back. I know you listen. You're you're a loyal listener. I got your back. 
All right. Well, wherever you are on your journey with the Lord and your knowledge, experience, or living out uh, his love for you, you know, we just really, our prayer is that that just gets expanded, mm-hmm. that your knowledge and your experience and, and your, you know, that your know it, know it, know it just is increasing more and more and that the depth, the height, the breadth of his love for you, you just know it mm-hmm. in a deeper level. So until next time, may you experience God's heart for you to flourish in every season.